Hello and welcome to the second episode of Tungsudo Focus. This is a podcast based on all things related to the Korean martial art of Tungsudo, and I'm your host, Subonym Stephen Paterini. And today our point of interest will be the opening protocol of a Tungsudo class and the student creed that we recite each day at the beginning of class. So Tungsudo, of course, is a martial art, and martial meaning military means that we share many characteristics with uh, military organizations, uh, such as uh, the different ranks and certainly uh, different uh, protocol and uh, ways, rules uh, for behavior. And uh, one of the first things you would notice uh, if you were a beginning student in a Tungsudo school would be that as you approach the floor uh, and uh, enter the dojong for training, uh, we always bow before entering. Um, to me, that bow signifies uh, a recognition that this is, uh, uh, to me, almost a sacred space, certainly a space that we know is designated for learning and for training, and uh, that what we're learning and training about is serious stuff and that we have to uh, maybe uh, treat it as a different sort of space than our everyday, uh, uh, the rest of the spaces in our everyday lives. Um, of course, we always take our shoes off before entering the dojong and, and bowing in, uh, another sign of respect and cleanliness. Um, you know, uh, not to turn Tung Sado into a religious uh, sort of a thing, but I would say that uh, much as uh, some religions do some sort of bowing or genuflecting before entering a church or a place of worship, uh, the bowing uh, just puts you in the right mindset and is a symbol of acknowledgement that you are in a special place for a specific purpose and uh, that you're uh, willing to abide by the, the rules and the, uh, the, the general courtesies and uh, practices of that setting. So after you've bowed, uh, you would walk in and uh, when the class is called to line up, uh, there's an order to that as well, that uh, in the front row all the way to the right would be the most senior highest ranking student. Uh, moving down to their left would be those people in descending order of rank. Uh, and then the rows behind them, meaning all the way in the back on the far left side as you looked toward the front of the room, uh, would be the uh, newest or lowest ranked student of the, uh, of the class that day. Um, uh, Korean culture and certainly military culture uh, are very rank conscious and uh, who outranks who or whatever. Um, I have been in situations where I've been, let's say, at a tournament uh, with lots of other uh, high-ranking uh, masters and such. And just through the years, since we mostly kind of know each other, we sort of know who did their Kodanja first, second, or third. Um, not so easily indicated by the color of our belt or a stripe on our belt, something like that. Um, I've been in a situation where I've looked to my left and seen someone I knew was obviously my senior, and uh, I have politely bowed and then moved behind them to their left to push them a little bit further to the right where their uh, position uh, and, and respect is due to them. Uh, so that's the way we would line up. And uh, again, at the beginning of class, uh, you will hear the first command, Chunbi, 
which is ready or ready stance. And uh, it's just kind of an announcement. Okay, get prepared. Class is ready to begin. Um, and then chariot, which is uh, you know attention stance. And uh, kinye, which is to bow. So uh, those three things, chumbi, chariot, kinye, uh, sort of almost flip a switch in my brain that, okay, the rest of the outside world has now gone away. I know what I'm here to do. I know what's expected of me. Uh, if I'm confused or don't know what to do, I will turn to my teachers or instructors uh, for guidance. But in the meantime, I'm just going to do my best and follow those directions. And honestly, it, is, it takes such a weight off of me uh, not to worry about all the rest of the uh, the clutter in my life, uh, you know, family, work, uh, what I'm going to have for dinner when I get home. All those other things just tend to go away. And uh, it's, it's that one hour of time uh, focused on the art and, uh, and practice of Tung Sudo uh, that really gives you a, a mental break from the rest of your life and I think is one of the great benefits of it. So after Chunbi and Shariat, the next command would be Kukibare, which although I'm probably slaughtering it in Korean, basically means salute the flag. So at our attention stance, we put our hand over our heart and we salute the flag. Uh, the American flag, of course, is the predominant one in our practice. If you're listening to this in the UK or South Africa someplace, your national flag would have the place of honor. But the Korean flag is always present on the other side because uh, of the origin of our art. And usually in the middle, there is the association flag. And there is all sorts of symbolism involved in the, uh, <clears throat> the, the graphics involved in most uh, most. Uh, associations, uh, logos, and things like that. But once again, it's a way to uh, just pay respect to our national origin and to the origin of this art that we participate in. Then the next command would be Mokyum, uh, which uh, is meditation, standing with eyes closed. Um, and to me, that's just another minute to clear my head, uh, prepare myself mentally, uh, physically, I take in a nice deep breath. Uh, I'll often think about something I am looking towards working on in that particular class, something uh, that I uh, recently have discovered I need to work on, uh, a, a thing I need to change or improve, and that would be my uh, particular focus for that class uh, in addition to whatever uh, instruction the, the teacher has planned for us that particular day. Of course, uh, Baro, we open our eyes, uh, Chumbi again, back to ready stance. And then Kwanjanim Kinye, if there is a uh, uh, grandmaster present and paying respect to the highest ranking teacher in the room. And then Sabanim Kinye, which would be bowing and paying respect to masters in the room. And then Idanje Kinye, which would be paying respect to the black belts. And uh, this would all be done by the most junior student of the lower rank, I guess is the best way for me to put it. So the uh, highest rank, the GUP student would uh, do the, the, the bowing uh, Yudanji Kinye to the uh, black belts and the highest ranked black belt that's not yet a master would call out the uh, the command to bow to the masters, etc. cetera. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely a hierarchy and it's definitely somewhat militaristic. Uh, but again, at least places where I've trained, uh, we are, uh, it's more about respect, I think, and it's more about acknowledgement. And I think that uh, 
You know, sometimes people might hear snippets of our conversations and talk about, you know, breaking arms or, you know, hitting somebody in a way to cause the most damage and might think that we're all a bunch of, you know, violent psychopaths. But I've found that martial artists are, in general, especially Tung Sudo practitioners, are some of the uh, most uh, gentle and uh, kind hearted and uh, hard to press to violence uh, sorts of people uh, because we do practice. Uh, and it allows us to get our aggressions out on the floor and to practice our self-control and self-discipline. And I think that makes us uh, overall better people. So that uh, opening sequence of uh, Chumbi, Chariot, Kukipare, Paro, Mokyom, Meditation, Paro, Eyes Open, Chumbi, Chariot, Attention, and then bowing to all of the seniors uh, is the way we begin our class. And then we go to an at-ease position, again, taken from the military culture, hands behind the back, feet apart, and we recite the student creed. At the beginning of each class, we recite the student creed, which is as follows. I will develop myself in a positive manner and avoid anything that could reduce my mental growth or my physical health. I will develop self-discipline in order to bring out the best in myself and others. I will use common sense before self-defense and never be abusive or offensive. We are a black belt school. We are dedicated. We are motivated. We are on a quest to be our best. Tung Su. And there's a whole lot to uh, unpack in that simple little student creed there. Uh, but uh, we'll take a few minutes and break it down step by step here. So there's basically four parts to the creed, uh, starting with the first one. I will develop myself in a positive manner and avoid anything that could reduce my mental growth or physical health, uh, which is a pretty good way to start. I will develop myself in a positive manner. Um, you know, self-improvement, self, -improvement, self uh, you know, uh, development, uh, reflecting on your current place and trying to make yourself better uh, seems to be one of the major goals of Tung Sudo, at least in my life. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and avoid anything that could reduce my mental growth or physical health. Uh, notice it says avoid anything that could reduce my mental growth or physical health. Uh, I remember uh, meeting somebody I knew from school at a uh, some sort of a fundraiser party with a glass of wine in her hand, and you know she said uh, something about the the creed, and I said, listen, you know you're you're not falling down drunk, you're not an alcoholic, giving yourself liver damage or whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> will you be drinking tomorrow morning at breakfast? I highly doubt it. Um, you know, I think we all often indulge uh, in food, uh, maybe even watch the holidays or, uh, uh, you know, watch too many videos or uh, streaming or play too many video games uh, for too long a period of time. Um, you know, we're only human, but I think our goal of avoiding things that could reduce our mental growth or physical health uh, is a noble one. And uh, just saying it a couple of times a week at the beginning of class puts me in that mindset where at least I'm trying and at least I'm acknowledging that I might have challenges uh, avoiding those things. All right. Uh, second part, I will develop self-discipline. And this is pretty interesting in order to bring out the best in myself and others. And of course, self-discipline, you would think is very obvious going to uh, bring out the best in yourself by being self-disciplined and having self-control. Uh, but having bringing it out in others is an interesting part of that uh, that I always looked at and thought like, wow. So by setting that example to the people around you uh, and letting them know that you are uh, reliable and uh, 
your word is good. And when you say something, you're going to do something and that you uh, basically have your act together. Uh, it gives them confidence in you and it allows them to maybe be the best version of themselves. Uh, so I always thought that was interesting. I mean, certainly self-discipline is, is worthy. And, uh, the, but the idea of it bringing out the best in yourself and others um, has always kind of resonated with me. Uh, the next part of the student creed, I will use common sense before self-defense and never be abusive or offensive. Um, as you learn martial arts and become you know, a trained uh, martial artist, uh, you might even think of yourself as a trained fighter, um, a certain responsibility comes with that, you know, like uh, Spider-Man with, uh, what was that, with great uh, great power comes great responsibility, something like that, that uh, Peter Parker's uncle said. Um, listen, you know, we don't train in our martial arts so that we can push people around and be abusive and offensive and bully people and, and uh, basically make the world a worse place. Um, I've, uh, I remember reading a, uh, a, a, a similar student creed for, uh, I want to say a uh, practicer of ninjutsu and talked about being a sheepdog and part of their creed talked about wherever I go all the people around me are safer because I am nearby and I always like that attitude um, in terms of you know I'm not training to go out and beat someone up um, I'm training to you know put myself in a situation where I don't have to become violent but if I do um, it, it's definitely going to end worse for the person on the other end of it. So uh, use common sense, uh, use your judgment, uh, keep your emotions in check before self-defense and never be abusive or offensive, which is good advice, I think, to anybody trying to be a better person. Uh, the last part, just kind of almost like a, you know, a, a school cheer. We are a black belt school. I mean, that's our goal, black belt excellence. We are dedicated, we are motivated, and we are on a quest to be our best. Nice words to be saying uh, on a regular basis. Um, I certainly think of my Tung Sudo training and my, uh, my school and classmates as a uh, social outlet as well as a uh, you know, physical and mental training outlet. Uh, the people I've met are uh, awesome and have become some of my closest lifelong friends. And, uh, you know, I, could you make friends in a bowling league uh, or something like that? Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, playing basketball or some such thing, but you know the, this this idea of this creed and the uh, the the thoughts behind it and the intention behind it of self improvement and self improvement in a uh, in a manner to help others and to improve the world around you uh, seems like a pretty laudable uh, goal compared to uh, other social uh, constructs that we have, which are fine. But I think that. Uh, you know, a Tung Sudo classroom might be a, a little bit, a little bit better than uh, something like uh, those other uh, things, a uh, you know, softball league or uh, you know some sort of thing like that, a book club. So uh, that's the uh, student creed that we begin at the uh, beginning of uh, class, uh, and we do our little Tung Su cheer and pump our right fist in the uh, air. We're proud of our uh, heritage and our our style of martial arts, and. Uh, then we begin our warm-ups. And uh, like most things, there's some preparation before you can get into it. And I think we'll talk about that more in the next episode of the podcast. So now let's say it's the end of class. Your training period is over. Uh, we actually do pretty much the same protocol 
um, over again at the end of class to sort of signify the end of our training period and that we're ready to go back out and <laughs> face reality, our real lives outside of the dojong again. So uh, again, call to attention, Shunbi, Chariot, Kukibare, salute the flag, Baro, Makyam, we meditate. Um, my meditation at the end of the class is often one where at some point during the class, uh, Master Volker or uh, one of my instructors will have pointed out something, uh, some little correction I needed to make, or maybe I'll have had a little epiphany myself where I said, oh, this is what I need to do, or this is something I need to improve on, uh, you know, through self-analysis. And uh, just taking a minute to acknowledge that and embrace that. And uh, I've always said to students where, uh, you know, we strive to train twice a week, a uh, 50 week year figure uh, with vacations off and such to 100 classes a year. Uh, if you can fix or correct one thing at each class, at the end of the year, you'll have fixed 100 things or made 100 improvements or corrections. And I think that's uh, pretty good. And when you start to stack uh, years and decades together, uh, someone like myself, um, you, you've made a lot of improvements, not to say you're ever all the way perfect, but uh, that's, uh, that's one of the goals that uh, we work on, uh, trying to uh, constant and never ending improvement. Um, so anyway, uh, that second of uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds of meditation and quiet, I take a deep breath and I try to embrace something I've learned or something I want to improve on uh, before I uh, totally check out of my Tung Sado mode uh, and then start thinking about what I'm having for dinner or what I have to do at work the next day. Etc. So we do our uh, we do our meditation. We come back to attention, and then we bow to the masters. Quanjin uh, if he's on the floor, we bow to the black belts, and we do our right fist tongsu cheer at the end. And that's how we uh, finish our class. Uh, another point of protocol, um, and again, this may vary from place to place, but. Um, typically, you're going to let your most senior, particularly if it's, uh, you know, Plunginim, Grandmaster, uh, high-ranking master, uh, you're going to let them leave the floor before you run off and go grab your shoes and, and head off uh, to go home and shower and have supper or what have you. So uh, typically, after we do the fist pump, uh, quite often Master Volker will say, dismissed, you know, go on, get out of here, go <laughs> have a good night, things like that. Um, but... Sometimes he will just turn and walk off the floor quietly. And sometimes it's a little awkward because we seniors know to wait for that moment. And sometimes newer students who haven't uh, experienced that yet, uh, they'll start walking off the floor and we kind of have to pull them aside and say, hey, until he has bowed off the floor, we're going to hold our position uh, at our ready stance until he leaves the floor out of a sign of respect. Um, and then the senior most student who's still on the floor would turn and bow to the rest of the students in a way of uh, dismissing them. I imagine having never been in the military it would be something very much like if you were uh, in formation and, uh, you know, a general or a colonel, you know, bow, you know, you, you saluted them and then they walked off the parade ground and then you waited for the, uh, you know, lieutenant or the sergeant to dismiss the platoon or the uh, whatever uh, grouping of uh, <laughs> of soldiers or sailors were. So I digress a little bit, but that is one little stickler there is to uh, let the, the senior master leave the floor uh, while you still hold your position as a sign of respect. And, uh, you know, I will say one thing about the end of classes, 
Hey, you're sweaty, you're warm, you probably have something in your mind that you just found out you need to work on. Stick around for five minutes, 10 minutes. Um, you know, if you're a, a teenager or a, a youngster whose parents give you a ride, tell them, listen, you know, in, instead of picking me up at 7.30, pick me up at 7.45 and give me that extra 10 minutes to work. And I have found consistently over the years that those students who hang out after class, and, and, and listen, some of us hang out and just socialize and talk, and uh, particularly the adults, we, we get a little uh, you know chatty at the end of class, so off to the side if another class is uh, starting. But if you can find a spot in the corner of the dojong and work that you know jump back kick that's been giving you problems or the frame for this particular block that you were just told you were doing incorrectly, um, that's a great time to try to lock in that learning you had that day. And uh, you know, I would say consistently the students I notice that stick around after class, uh, they're the ones who walk away with most of the gold medals at the tournaments during uh, tournament season because of that extra effort they put in. So uh, I don't know if that's coincidence or not. I, I kind of doubt it. So uh, I guess that pretty much concludes this episode talking about the opening and I guess closing protocol and the student creed here in uh, Tung Sudo. And uh, I appreciate your kind attention and I hope you will join us for another episode on Tung Sudo Focus. Tung Su. Thank you once again for listening to Tungsudo Focus, episode number two, Protocol and Student Creed. Please hit the like button and subscribe if you enjoyed this podcast. Share with your friends. Tell everyone you know that might be interested and tune in for future episodes. We appreciate your listening. Tungsudo.